Amen? How many of you know that you are not only a conqueror, you are more than an overcomer, more than a conqueror, amen, in Christ Jesus because of what he did, amen, hallelujah. Did you know that you can and should put the devil on the run? <laughs> uh-huh, you can and you should put the devil on the run. So many of us don't understand what it is that we have in Christ and what it is that he paid for. And if we don't know, the enemy, it's like I always compare him, he's like a toddler. Um, you know how like a toddler might know the rules, but they're going to try and push, right? And a toddler knows when you're serious and when you're just trying something. At least my toddlers know, right? And so there is something about putting your foot down and saying no with the faith that the enemy literally has to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen? He has to obey you because you have Christ on the inside of you, and it's his power and his authority and what he did on the cross. Amen? It's not about what you did. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about how many scriptures you know. It's about the authority that's in the blood of Jesus, that if you are a blood-bought, born-again Christian, you have access to, amen? You have authority so that we're not under the enemy. Oh, he's after me this week again, right? Put him on the run, amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm putting him on the run. <laughs> Yay. Um, there's been some really awesome stuff happening this week, and so um, I'm going to take, take a chance here. Um, if you have, like, received something really cool from the Lord or, like, there's been, like, a healing or something, just, like, in the last couple months or so here, um, would you raise your hand and testify? Is there anybody? Come on. Look at that. All right. <laughs> All right. Who's testifying? Well, mine, I did my testimony a couple of weeks ago where my knee went back in place yes. while Daniel was preaching. And I had a, a, a tremendous accident a couple of years ago. I've had lots of issues. And there was this one pain that would not leave that was running up the inside of my leg through my hip. And a couple of times a day, at least, it would just almost take me down at night when I'd turn over. And uh, what's his name? Vincent, thank you. <laughs> He prayed for me, and uh, he said, now I'm going to check with you to see, and then we didn't come because we were out of town, but that whole week, nothing happened. I mean, it was amazing, and then the next week, all of a sudden, it tried, and I went, no, uh-uh, you can't do that, and it stopped, and we have to keep that authority going. Preach it. Come on. Glory to God. Good job. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> All right, who else? You have a testimony. So you prayed for me in the service a couple weeks ago, and nothing happened in the service, but you got the, um, you gave me the insight that it was demonic in nature because it had moved from my back to my hip. And on the way home, driving on the way home, I just started declaring, demons of infirmity flee in Jesus' name. And I was saying that driving home, and it's been gone ever since. Come on. Putting the devil on the run. Amen. Um, I had healing of neck pain that had been there for over a year. And it's gone. It's gone. Come on. All right. Who else had their hand up? Let me see. Run it over here. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> As we all know, 
devil tried to take me out. And the prayers of family and this church, I'm still here. Come on. Come on. They said 15 to 20% lung capacity. That would never come back. But, yeah, that's all I had. It would never, the rest would never come back. Well, the 80% on one side, 60 to 80 with one, and the other, yeah, I don't know, but better. And last week, I think Nancy, somebody, no, it wasn't. Somebody was brave to respond to the Lord and came up to me and prayed and said they believed that I would have a better report at the doctors that they would ask. I think it was. Anyway, they were right. So some values looking looking better than before and certain like hemoglobin stable which means it's a good thing long or short it's a good thing hey come on i love it i love it you know you know what's so awesome i love that chioma is thanking god for what he's doing Amen. It's like too often we get focused on like what isn't happening, but it's just like, let's focus on what God is doing. And like, we just all declare, can we just all stretch our hands out? Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> we just declare that Chioma is going from glory to glory to glory, that the healing is increasing and accelerating in Jesus' name. We speak fullness to both lungs. We command every tumor out. We command every spirit of infirmity, every spirit of cancer, get out right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that one can put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000, but what can this group of people do? We're putting the enemy on the run right now in the name of Jesus. We speak life to your breath. We speak life to your voice. I break every witchcraft word curse spoken against you. In Jesus' name, we cut it off. I declare that you are not under a curse, but you are under a covenant of life. And he is a covenant-keeping God. And we just thank you, Lord, for your covenant. And we look forward to the fullness, the fullness, the fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what? It is all Jesus, and we really are what's his name and what's her name. You know what I'm saying? It's Jesus. God is so good. Who else has a testimony? I'm going to come back here. Awesome. Luke and Livia are back. Yay! Back from Switzerland and all the travels. Awesome. So I don't have a healing testimony, but Livia and I were driving to my work just to get some stuff for my office, and she just out of nowhere said, we should pray that you'll get an office with a window. And we arrived at work, and I had a, a colleague there who has two offices, and he moved out of the office right across from me, and it has a window, and I got the office. So, <laughs> so good. All right, who else? We got something over here? Okay, awesome. Yes, I love it. I mean, you know we got to feast on testimonies. <laughs> 
So um, I actually have one for myself and for someone else as well. Um, I was in a car accident in early July. Um, I was rear-ended in a car wash of all places, and I've had severe back pain and neck pain, and I was going to the chiropractor. I mean, I still am, but, you know, I was like hoping that that was what was going to fix me, and then we came here, and I think it was Vince was like, some young lady or young person was in a car accident, and they have back pain and neck pain, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I've been doing amazing since then. I really have had no pain at all. Um, and then my grandma, hi, grandma, um, she's watching. <laughs> um, she was having leg pain, and I think somebody had called it out and prayed over it, and she was healed. So, yeah. So good. That was such a fun, fun testimony in one way with, with your grandma, and we just shout out to your grandma. Um, but we called out left leg, and um, she, she texted, and she's like, my left leg, it's like completely pain-free. But could you pray for the right one because they were both equally in pain? <laughs> and so it's like, you know what? If like the left leg gets called and gets healed, go ahead and get healed on the other side. So we just speak right now to that right leg. Be healed if it isn't already. We just declare the healing, the fullness. God doesn't bring you halfway out. He brings you all the way out. Amen. So we tell pain, get out in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else have a testimony? Yep. It's so hard to pick because... He's been so good to us this past year or two. Um, but just a, about a month ago now, uh, I was in the hospital, and an original scan that they had done on my heart found some enlargement and some blockage. And so I was in the hospital for three days, and I, I felt this attack kind of coming back on that the Lord had delivered me from two years ago, which was the fear of death and kind of premature death, dying before my time. And I just remember hearing Holy Spirit say, this is not your portion. This is not yours. Um, you were um, given life and life abundantly. And it was as soon as I started declaring that and declaring that not just over me, but over this church that, you know, that our church is not, that the people in this church are going to live to, you know, have their purpose revealed that I saw and I felt in the spirit, the enemy flee. And it was at that moment that the, the heart palpitations and everything went back to normal. The report came back from the doctor that there was no blockage. Um, and God's just given me a renewed sense of courage for, um, for what he has on the horizon and for everybody here. So. Come on. Come on. That's so awesome. That's why, that's why we talk so much about discipleship. It's like it's not enough to just show up to a healing meeting, get your healing, and run. It's like you have to be discipled because you have to know how to stand up against the enemy. How many of you know that when you get born again, you got born into a war? Amen. <laughs> Whether or not you know, it's like pick up your sword, right, because the enemy is going to war against you. And so it's like it's one thing to come into a healing meeting and to have, you know, one of us what's-his-faces <laughs> command, a, you know, a demon to go like a three-year-old toddler. But if that three-year-old comes to you, you got to know how to stand in authority in Christ and tell it to go to. Amen? So good. All right, did you guys have one? Oh, I saw a hand. Was that that one hand? Awesome. Yay! So good. It's like testimony Sunday. God's doing the thing. Somebody say, God's doing the thing. <laughs> He's doing the thing. I think, I don't see Kai in here. He had a testimony as well um, where the Lord revealed to him, I can't remember if it was a dream or a vision, um, but there was like a Freemason symbol, like with a, like, you know, a branding iron, like it was coming towards him, like trying to brand him. And he's like, no, I don't want that. 
And then last week, um, Vince preached. He did a fantastic job. And uh, we went after breaking off things and coming out of agreement with witchcraft and occultic things, psychics and mediums and anything re related to idolatry and all these things. And so a bunch of people came forward and um, he got hit with the power of God and um, the Lord dealt with that and it's done. Uh, whatever was trying to happen in his generational line, God took care of it. Amen. God is so, so good. Amen. And then at the end of service, when we were all done, I was like, I forgot to tell them they should throw all those things away. <laughs> so just to cover all our bases, you know, we, we went after that. So it's like if you've messed around with Ouija boards, psychics, mediums, even if you thought it was just fun to go get your palm read and things like that, we're not called to test the word. We're called to test the spirits behind the word. So a psychic or a medium can give you an accurate word but it has a spirit of death on it because it's through the wrong door. Amen. This is why we don't mess with those things. That's why we don't mess with astrology and uh, Buddha and Hinduism and stuff like that. It's not just these little statues. They are demonically empowered. Amen. And I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself in this, but if, if you unattached yourself from those last week, or if you're about to unattach yourself from things like that, if you've got a necklace that's witchcrafty or Reiki items and tarot cards and things, Get rid of them. Throw them away. Break all agreements. Leave no place for the enemy. Amen. So I just wanted to make sure I said that. I'm like, I have in my notes, throw the things away. <laughs> Pass them through the fire if the Lord leads you. Amen. But you come out of agreement with those words. Now, um, what we're talking about this morning is do not be overcome, but overcome. So, Jesus, we thank you so much, Lord, for what you did for us, God. We thank you, Lord, that it's not about us or how great or how wise or how whatever we could possibly be. Lord, it's about you and what you paid for. It's about your blood. It's about your anointing. So, Lord, we just ask you right now that your anointing would come flooding in, Lord. It's your anointing that breaks yokes of bondage. Lord, it's your spirit that takes care of the things, Lord. So I just pray that you would rule and reign in this place. I bless everyone's spirits to rise up and be at attention to Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father, Lord, that your word would go forth, your truth, Lord, that your voice of truth would ring um, in people's hearts and minds and spirits and souls and bodies. Lord, I pray, Father, that there would be um, a conviction from your heart, Lord, a conviction of righteousness and a conviction of the things that we need to um, leave behind. And I just thank you so much for it, Lord. And we just put it all into your your hands. And we just thank you, Jesus. Somebody just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to talk about freedom. So freedom is not an absence of a bunch of things. Like sometimes people think of freedom in Christ is I'm getting out of a cage and now I'm out of something. Or it's like um, it's, it's an absence of a bunch of things. Like if I could get you know, greed and addiction and pornography and, you know, uh, all these different things out of my life, then I will be free. Um, but how many of you know that if someone out in the world gets rid of all those things, they actually still don't have freedom until they are in Christ? Amen? So it's like, it, it doesn't matter if you have those things. The, the real freedom is not the absence of something. It is the presence of someone. So when we go to um, let go of the things that the enemy would try to have us come into agreement with, it's not just to unpartner with the enemy so that we can get out of a bunch of things and have less things. 
It's so that we can get more of Jesus on the inside of us. It's so that we can make more room and more real estate in our heart for him to come and occupy. Amen? Because anywhere that we're believing a lie is a place where his truth is not residing. Amen? And at the root of all the things that we might not want to let go of is going to be a lie that we're believing that somehow what the enemy has is better or more there for us or whatever than the presence of God. Amen? All right. So freedom is the presence of someone, and freedom is Jesus. Amen? Um, freedom means that we're getting rid of lies that sit on the thrones of our hearts and in different areas of our lives so that there's more and more real estate in our heart for Jesus. So number one, I actually have points today. Are you guys excited? <laughs> Point number one, okay? Freedom is alignment with God. Somebody say alignment with God. Freedom is alignment with God. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. Step one, submit to God. <laughs> Step one, submit to God. And then when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And that word flee is to run as if in terror. <laughs> he will run as if in terror. Amen. When you are submitted to God, when you are under authority, he will run from you as if in terror. He is terrified of you finding out how powerful you are. Amen. Freedom is full agreement with God. Full agreement with God. Freedom means that you can be 100% yielded to the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of freedom. So that at any given moment, I can follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible says that mature Christians are those who follow every impulse of the Holy Spirit. That's the goal, amen? But if there's an area where I'm like, man, the Holy Spirit is leading me to do this, oh, but I'm scared to do that, then that's an area that's an invitation. There's something that we need to get free from. There's a lie that we need to address. There's some truth that needs to get in so that we can operate fully yielded to the Holy Spirit, amen? All right. Now, there are only two spirits in the world. There's two categories of spirits in the world. You're going to find this in 1 John 4, 3. There is the Spirit of God, and then there is any spirit that is not from Jesus, which is called the Antichrist spirit. Amen? So there is only two categories of spirit in the world. Amen? Okay? Um, there are only two trees in the garden. Okay, and now those of you that have been around long enough, you've heard the two trees message. There is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and then there is the tree of life, okay? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is where religion sits. It's right and wrong. It's good and evil. And our knowledge of good and our knowledge of evil both equal death to us. And we were never meant to eat from this tree. Who wants us to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Satan, the snake, the serpent, amen? This tree never could get us close to God, and it never gets us any closer to him now, amen? The same way you got saved by believing truth and receiving it is how you mature in Christ. You believe more truth, and you receive more of it, amen? This tree brings death, okay? This tree over here is the tree of life. This is the tree of life, which is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the... Life. Truth is on this tree. You will never find truth in lists of right and wrong. 
Holy Spirit is on this tree. It's our goal to be led by Holy Spirit. You have to connect through Jesus to receive Holy Spirit, to be led by him on the connection tree of life. Does this make sense? Okay. There are only two kingdoms. Okay? There's only two kingdoms. Sometimes we think that there are three kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness, where the devil lives in hell, and he laughs, ha, 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 with all his cohorts, and he plots evil schemes from his palace in hell, right? But that's actually not scripturally accurate, okay? Hell is actually not where Satan lives, not yet, okay? Hell was created as eternal punishment for him. He is not there yet, amen? Okay, there's the kingdom of heaven, amen? The kingdom of heaven is everything having to do with the Lord, everything having to do with Holy Spirit. It's his realm, it's his kingdom, amen? Now people think that there is another kingdom called the kingdom of this world and that somehow that is neutral. But there's only two kingdoms, right? So people think the devil is down there in hell, plotting and planning, They think God is way up there in heaven, far away from us, and that we're in the kingdom of this world, which is neutral, right? But that's not what scripture says, okay? The devil's not in hell yet, so where does he live? He lives on the earth. Paul says that he is the God of this world, that he rules and reigns. So the kingdom of this world is his kingdom, amen? Okay, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, that's where we come from. That's our true home. We're citizens of heaven. Amen. Where is the kingdom of heaven? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. At hand. So when we're in the world, the devil and his demons are all around us. And when we're in the world, the kingdom of heaven and angels and all the things are all around us too. Amen. Not far away, so difficult to be reached. Amen. It's all right here. And so we're in a war, but how many of you know that we are already on the winning side? The devil has already been defeated at the cross. Amen. So that's why Jesus said to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that everywhere we go on the earth, we are dethroning the principalities. We are dethroning the enemy from where he thinks he can rule and reign. He's not allowed to rule and reign over us. Amen. Because we're called to rule and reign in this life. Amen. And so we bring the kingdom everywhere we go, go, and we go and we destroy the works of darkness. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. Say, destroy the works of darkness. (laughs) Yes. Satan is the God of this world. He is behind corruption. He's behind false teaching. He's behind evolution. He's behind secular humanism. He is the author of diseases and sicknesses and crime waves and idolatry and uh, the religious systems that try to deny the Holy Spirit. Um, He is the spirit of bondage and addiction. He is the one that's behind evil things like greed, human trafficking, child trafficking, abuse, torture, murder, all of that is from the kingdom of darkness where he is trying to bring those things. Amen? How many of you know that we don't want to have anything in common with the kingdom of darkness? We don't want to be in agreement in any way with the kingdom of darkness because that's the road that he leads down. Amen? 
All right, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But sometimes we look at all these things, and it's like that scripture, it's do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's Romans 12, 21. Uh, because sometimes we look around at the world and we look at all these crazy things that are happening and we're just like, oh gosh, we're just powerless. The enemy's just having his way. Jesus, come back quick and rescue us out of this place. But th this is not the Christianity that Jesus gave us. He's like, I won the keys back from the enemy. Church, you guys have the keys. You guys have the authority. Go and bring my kingdom. Go and destroy the works of the devil and make my kingdom increase and advance on this land. Amen. That's what you were created for. Amen? Advancement. Someone say, I was created for advancement. Sometimes we look around at the world and we like want to throw our hands up. We're like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Just, it's just going to heck in a handbasket, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, there is power in our agreement. Both, the, both God and the devil want your agreement. Amen? The devil roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may. What does that mean? The devil roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. What does that mean, may? It means who he has permission. Who is giving him permission to devour him? Who will agree with me is what he's looking for. Who is going to partner up with me? And the devil does not play fair. He gets in with little teeny kids and brings these lies into them. So it's like there's no shame or condemnation in the fact that maybe you were believing a lie. But it is time now as adults that we become responsible now for our spirituality, responsible for our life, and start to partner with God and try to get some of these lies out of us. Amen? We want to partner with the Lord. Amen? So... As I'm talking, I want you to take note of what the fire of God inside of you is highlighting. There's going to be some things that you need to renounce, okay? And I want you to lean into the voice of truth, okay? The voice of truth is going to be ringing in your ears. There's going to be like this inner witness in your gut. I want you to maybe even write the things down, um, but I, I want you to lean into the voice of truth. There is a temptation sometimes when you feel that to make excuses and to be like, but, but, I, but I'm not a bad person. You're not a bad person. Can I just tell you right now, you're, you guys are not bad people. Okay? No shame on you. But we want to get as much truth inside of us as possible. Amen? Okay? So pay attention. Lean in to that voice and write it down. Now, if that voice sounds like you are just a piece of poo, don't listen to that voice. You know what I'm saying? You know the difference, all right? So write the things down. Make note of it um, as, as we're going through these things. So here is what grace did not do, okay? Grace did not redeem sin so that we can participate in it freely and that we can live a victorious life in sin and God made it okay now, so he just winks at it. That is not what grace did, Okay, grace is where Jesus paid the price on the cross so that we would be redeemed from sin, redeemed from the curse of the law so that we don't have to be punished anymore for it. We're headed for heaven. We get to experience the fullness of Jesus on this earth. However, it doesn't mean that we're free to continue in the sin and think that we're going to live an abundant, victorious life. Amen. Does Jesus still love you? Absolutely. Are you going to heaven? Absolutely. But you, how many of you know that we want to have an abundant life here on earth? 
Amen. We're not going to make advancement in the kingdom if we're buried under a bunch of lies from the enemy. Amen. So this is what grace did not do. Grace did not say we can worship idols now. Grace did not say that we can play with occultic things and fortune telling and not pay a price for it. Amen. Now we can put those things under the blood. Amen. But we got to put it under the blood and come out of agreement. Amen. Okay, um, what grace did not do, um, it did not make it so that we can be entertained by books and movies about witchcraft, okay? What grace did not do is say that we can cuss now because God made it okay. Now I get to just be me. Ha, ha, ha. No shame on you, no condemnation. I'm not perfect in this stuff. But it's like we got to let the, the Lord and his fire burn inside of us. And just like what in, in what ways are we partnering with the enemy? And we're not walking in the fullness of what he created for us. Amen? Okay. We can accept pornography addiction as normal because God made it okay. No. That is not something covered under the blood where we can now just participate in it and not receive consequences from that from the enemy. Amen? No, all of these things um, are open doors to the demonic. They're open doors to let the enemy come in and start messing around in your life, in your kids' lives, and in your generation. Amen? Now, sometimes we think of demonic attachments as things that are spooky. That it's like, oh, if there's a demonic attachment, that means it's spooky. That means it feels fearful. And I'm like, no. Like as, as, a, as a feeler, as a perceiver, as um, someone who walks in discerning of spirits, they all feel quite different. There are demons that feel like this. There are demons that you like, you walk by a, a section of uh, books that's witchcrafty and it feels like this. It feels like come hither. You feel this come hither from the enemy. It's not all like what you would label a bad feeling, okay? Um, lusty feelings. Like if you have pornographic thoughts all the time, that is an enemy messing with you and it's not gonna feel like fear. Amen. Now, there's no shame, no condemnation on you, but you want to be set free from that because there is something that you're trading off in abundant life if you're not addressing that. Does this make sense? Okay. And there's, again, there's no shame. For those of you that know my testimony, that's like, there's, there's no shame. This is stuff that I have walked out of. Amen. Um, there are some demons that'll make you feel guilty. There are some that will make you feel like you're in trouble. Um, there are some that will make you feel falsely powerful. Okay, some feel like depression, some feel like love. Some feel like, wow, like, you know, verbal abuse and like this drama and stuff feels like love because that's what I grew up in. But how many of you know that we need to break up with the lies of the enemy and what came in unfairly in childhood that you didn't ask for, but it's time to break up with that stuff now. Amen? Amen. All right renouncing things is really important. Somebody say, renounce the things. Mm -hmm. Make no place for the enemy. Um, there is power in agreement, both positive and negative. How many of you know that we want to be in agreement with the Lord? Okay. Second Corinthians 4, 1 to 2 says, therefore, since we have this ministry, as we received mercy, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced the things hidden because of shame. They were hidden because of shame. So shame off of you, and let's come out of hiding. Amen? Um, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God. What does that mean to adulterate the word of God? That we're going to, like, mess around with the purity of the word of God. We're going to pick and choose what we want to follow and what we don't. Amen? 
We don't want to adulterate the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Amen. Proverbs 28, 13 says, he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. Amen. Ephesians, um, it's, it, this says 229, but I think it's 429 if I'm remembering correctly. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that it will give grace to those who hear. So what does the kingdom of heaven sound like? What does the kingdom of heaven feel like? It feels wholesome. It feels pure. It feels godly. It feels honoring. It feels loving. It feels full of grace. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Amen? Okay. Now, how can you tell if something is wholesome? Picture your little baby saying it. Picture your little baby walking in the thing, whatever it is. And it starts to bring a conviction. It's like, what are the things that we're like kind of winking at and are okay with? Okay, how wrong does that feel? And I'm going to tell on myself and uh, pardon my half French, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, I, I obviously like there, there was a, a season that my, my husband and I like, we did not walk with the Lord, you know, when we first met one another and stuff. And it was like a process for us. And so there was a time that I would swear like a sailor. Ha ha. <laughs> Can you picture that? right? Uh, you know, you grow up in the world, you know, that's, that's kind of what's, what's been given to you, right? And so um, I decided not to cuss, and I thought I'd be really slick and say, like, shortcuts to cussing, you know? And so I didn't really process that it still didn't feel right or didn't sound right until my little three-year-old came up to me, and pardon my French, but I'm just trying to, to share with you so that you know what I'm talking about. And he said, Mom, can I have some freaking cereal? <laughs> I was like, oh, that does not feel good, and that does not sound good, and that is actually not wholesome, coming out of my three-year-old's mouth, right? And we laugh, and we joke, and you know, whatever, but it's like there's these little tiny agreements that we're making with the enemy, but it's like it comes to light. Now, now you know, I, I know there's a lot of you that are like, I've got bigger fish to fry than cussing, right? <laughs> but I'm just trying to illustrate a point. It's just like, you know, the, the kingdom of God is wholesome. It's pure. And we want to make sure that everything that we're partnering with feels like that. Does this make sense? Okay. This is not about trying to work from the outside in. This is about guarding and stewarding our hearts and trusting God so that we give no place to the devil. Amen. So how do you come into alignment with God? You come into alignment with God through surrender. Somebody say surrender. And so um, I'm going to talk real quickly about four doors. Um, there's a whole bunch more that I have, and I don't think we're going to get to all of it. That's okay. Um, but there's four doors that we need to shut to the demonic, okay? Now, again, I want you to be listening to the voice of Holy Spirit. I want you to be listening to the fire of God inside of you, um, highlighting anything that stands out to you. There's four doors. Um, door number one is the door of fear. We need to shut the door on fear in our lives, okay? Now, fear is going to manifest in your life as worry, as unbelief, anxiety, control, isolation, apathy, Drugs and alcohol can have a part to play in that, okay? So we want to shut the door on fear. Um, as soon as someone is operating in a spirit of fear, you will often see them grab for a spirit of control to help with the spirit of fear, right? And then it just gets worse from there. Does this make sense? 
okay? So we want to shut the door on fear, okay? Um, There's another door called hatred, okay? Through the door of hatred, you're going to see manifested bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, gossip, slander, anger, self-hatred, rage, and abuse, okay? We want to shut the door on hatred, amen? Okay, there's another door, and this is the door of sexual sin, okay? In this door, you're going to see adultery, pornography, fornication, lewdness, lewdness, molestation, rape, homosexuality, and fantasy, okay? So how many of you know that we need to shut the door on sexual sin, okay? So pay attention to things that are being highlighted, even, even you know, small things, okay? And then lastly, what we're going to talk about is the door of occult and witchcraft, and that's going to include things like astrology, fortune-telling, tarot cards, seances, Ouija boards, manipulation, word cursing, uh, witchcraft, new age, yoga, Reiki, and idolatry of all different kinds. So it's like Hindu, Buddha, like what have you. Those things are not neutral, okay? How many of you know, like we, we went to India and the, the game there is not just to preach Jesus because they will freely receive Jesus. You actually have to tell them Jesus is the only way because they'll easily be like, oh yeah, I'll take Jesus too with my million other gods, right? But we have to convince them, no, you need to burn all your other idols. And what happens is they go to get rid of their other idols and they get beat up by demons until they get convinced to put their idols back up again. So again, I'm telling you, there's not a neutral ground. It's, oh, how dumb they're worshiping this thing. No, it's demonically empowered. Amen? So we want to get rid of those things. Now, how many of you know we, we need to shut the door on the occult and on witchcraft? Amen. Now, the enemy is raging out in the world right now, and man, he is being bold about all the different ways that he is trying to access people supernaturally. And it is time for the people of God who are born-again believers to rise up in their authority and be bold in our spirituality and be bold in the supernatural power given to us so that we can raise people up to be powerful against the wiles of the enemy. Amen? Amen. So we need to shut the doors on these different things, okay? Now, I want to speak to you um, because these doors are open because of lies that we believed. And again, it's not fair. It's stuff that came in in childhood, okay? Um, the, the, here is the truth about repentance, okay? Repentance means that you're going to change the way that you're thinking, okay? Now, repentance is not the same word for sorry, now, are you going to be sorry? Sure. But how many of you know that people can be sorry over and over and over again and never see change, right? So repentance isn't just, I'm going to change one thought. Repentance means I am changing the whole operating system where I am changing the way that I think so that I am operating from the kingdom of heaven, from the tree of life, and not from good and evil and right and wrong. I mean, does it make sense? I'm going to be led by Holy Spirit, and this is my new operating system. I am changing the way that I'm thinking, okay? Not just changing a single thought. Now, how many of you know repentance for a man that is abusing his wife? He could be sorry, and he could mean it. He can be in tears and say, I am so sorry for treating you this way, and think I've repented for five hours because he, like, beat himself up, basically. That is not repentance, Okay? 
Um, he can even think differently as far as I shouldn't be beating my wife. That's a, that's a different thought, sure. It's still not repentance. What he actually needs repentance for is the door of hatred that he has open because of the way his mom abused him, because of the way his mom took control and did things so that he's punishing his wife for what he never forgave his mom for. And once he addresses that and has repentance, you will see that door shut. Of course, he will feel sorry, but that's when you will see transformation. Amen? We need to redefine what repentance is. Amen? Now, it's not a complete process to just shut the door because we don't want to just get out of a bunch of things. We want more truth inside of us. Amen? So you shut the door and you replace it with truth. Amen. So what's the truth to replace for that man? The truth is, wow, like, God, you were there for me even though when I was a child that was really, really hard. The truth is I need to forgive my mom so that I can be unattached in the slavery relationship with her. And now I'm looking through the lens of my pain from my mom. Does this make sense? So I'm getting more truth. God, you love me. God, I, I release forgiveness because you've forgiven me, right? And then you get more truth in your life and you see the transformation, Okay, um, repentance about pornography, for example, includes what are you going to do with pain? It's not enough to just have a different thought, oh, I shouldn't participate with pornography because it's wrong. That's good to recognize that. But you will see transformation when you go and have repentance for the fact that you actually need real intimacy and connection. When you actually face the truth that God has intimacy for you that is more fulfilling than anything on a screen, amen? And when you have full repentance and you start processing with the Lord what this is supposed to look like in real life rather than just the counterfeit is when you will see the transformation to come out of those things, amen? It's all about different needs that need to get met, okay? Um, repentance for gossip, includes addressing a need for real intimacy in your life. People participate with gossip because it feels like, oh, I have this like inside information. That's the kind of thing that you get from an intimate relationship when you actually earn the information and the person trusts you and you have to carry that with trust. Amen. It's a need for connection and intimacy. That's why people go and watch these gossip shows or gossip about one another because it's this counterfeit intimacy right? So when you repent and you have a better way of thinking about that, you'll see the transformation. Amen? Repentance for dabbling in the occult and new age um, is going to look like replacing that with supernatural through the door of Jesus. Amen? Because most of the time when people get sucked into that, it's because they are meant to bring the kingdom. It's because they're meant to, to walk in the prophetic and things like that. Does this make sense? Okay, so we're all going to close our eyes and bow our heads. There's so much more that I wanted to get to, and it's like, we'll, we'll just have to do part two and part three, uh, because after this, we're going to talk about how to take ground. Um, but the first thing we got to do before we take ground is that we have to come into alignment with God and get out of agreement with the enemy. Amen? Amen. So I just want you to pray right now and just repeat after me and just say, Holy Spirit, will you show me? What doors need to be shut? Lord. 
Okay, everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed. If you're seeing stuff or if the Lord's highlighting some stuff, could you just pop a hand up real quick so I just know that people are hearing, seeing something? Good, good, good. All right, keep going. Okay, repeat after me. Holy Spirit, would you show me any lies that I'm believing that are keeping these doors open? With everyone's eyes closed, you just pop a hand up if he's showing you some lies. All right. Thank you, Lord. Okay. All right. Repeat after me. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for opening this door to and then name the thing. I repent for partnering with this sin of, and then name the thing. Might be worry, stress, jealousy, control, whatever the thing is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are getting set free from addiction today. I feel that. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Repeat after me. I break the lie of and name the lie. Say, I break agreement with that lie. I renounce this lie's hold over my life. And I ask you, Lord, to cleanse me With your righteous blood, close this door, Jesus, and seal it shut in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for the freedom, God. Thank you, Lord. And with every eye closed, every head bowed still, I want you to ask, Jesus, will you give me a truth to replace these lies. Okay. With every eye closed, would you just pop your hand up if he's giving you truth? Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we just release right now your voice of truth more and more and more. Or we even release encounters right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And somebody just say, I receive that truth. Thank you, Jesus. I am aligned with you. Yeah, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I just thank you so much for this amazing wonderful, humble group of fiery warriors in the spirit. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the fire of God that's inside of them. I thank you, Lord, for highlighting the things. Lord, I thank you, God, for, um, Lord, I just pray, Father, for uh, an increase of faith 
in the room right now, um, that we would not partner with the spirit of unbelief. You, the spirit of unbelief, get out right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, if anyone like heard a thought like, oh, I don't know if this did anything or whatever. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we see you. Get out. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for the doors being shut. I thank you even just for the awareness um, of what you're drawing us into in this season um, to get more freedom and to get more of you into our hearts and lives, Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for the victorious life that you've set out before us. Lord, I thank you, God, that the devil has been defeated. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are calling us to trample on serpents and scorpions, God. So I just thank you, Father, that you're raising us up into authority. Lord, that anytime the enemy tries to come and tempt or try to convince us this thing is coming back, that we would just stomp on his head, that we would take authority over him and just say, no, that door is shut. And uh, I just thank you so much, Lord, that you are so, so, so powerful, God. You are so, so, so powerful. And we just give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Hallelujah. So that was part one of three. <laughs> Yay, Jesus. Yay, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can't wait to hear more testimonies. Now, if there is anything where it's like, I still feel stuck in this area or whatever, uh, there is something really awesome called inner healing ministry, called sozo ministry, where it's like, if you really feel stuck in something, you can go with someone who will pray with you and be really discerning about maybe addressing some lies that maybe you're not hearing or identifying or seeing. Um, and it's really, really powerful. Um, we do have that now here. Um, we're we're still playing with the name of it, Transformation Center Freedom and Transformation Extravaganza. I don't know what we're going to call it. Something like that. Um, but uh, see, this lady or Dakota, who is around, yeah, Dakota, if you want to schedule an appointment for something like that, they are really powerful. They're like skilled ninjas in the spirit to get after this stuff. And uh, sometimes we need help. Amen. Sometimes we need help. And so uh, God is good. I'm really excited for the next two parts of this message because it's much more about victorious and now stomping on the enemy and taking ground. But we got to get in alignment first. Amen.